I'll make them all see that I could be anything I wanna be. If you got a dream, then you need persistence and lots of belief. Yeah. Yo, don't take that. Negative energy, I replace that. I just wanna be me, I don't fake that. I just wanna be free, I chase that. I got a new obsession. It's helping and teaching and giving everyone a lesson. It's living and winning and building something that's impressive. I don't wanna do the same thing, I wanna be progressive all. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? I'm Kyle George. And I'm Rodney Harris. And you are listening to a different angle. So what's going on, Rod? Oh, man, not much, man. Wild week. <laughs> Ain't it? Coming off of a parenting episode, which was so exciting. And I'm just having another episode of Kathleen Francis right before us. So that yes, was really, sir. really, really interesting. Great conversation she was having. Definitely. Man, I'm so excited to, to get this another episode in. And yeah, man. And it's great. Yeah, man. This one's going to be nuts. Um, it's, and it's funny for me. It is, we had your brother on a few episodes ago. So it was personal. So this one's personal for me. Um, first and foremost, let me introduce this lady. She has accomplished many things in her life. She's been riding motorcycles for close to 50 years. Um, she is currently the only black woman to sit on the board of directors for the National Coalition of Motorcyclists. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. She has won numerous awards for giving back to the community. She started a nonprofit organization called A Motorcyclist Who Care. Who uh, who was first introduced right after Katrina? Uh, she's also been on shows like the Today Show and like it is. She's been featured in magazines like Black uh, Black Enterprises magazine and also Black Girls Ride magazine. She's gotten awards from the International Kung Fu Federation, also the Koshido Jiu Jitsu Federation, and yes, she is a fifth degree black belt. As I don't state often, I am a second degree black belt. Uh, can't kick that high no more. I think the highest I could kick is an ankle or a shin or something. But look, man, there's, there's. She's worked for Kawasaki. She's worked for Victory. Listen, look, all in all, this is my mom, y'all. Sharon George. <sighs> the crowd goes wild. <sighs> hey, mom. Hey. Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you? All right, all right. How's how's that that weather in Florida? Loving it, eighty-two degrees. Oh, thanks, oh, man. Rub Thank it you in. very much. Right, rub it in. Oh, well, we got sixty today, so yeah. that's it's not that's not bad. I'll take it in New York. Achievement. Sixty, <laughs> right? Sixty. We put on our gloves and our scarves. Yeah, right. <laughs> and our coats. Meanwhile, we go down there, and we're down there in shorts, a t-shirt, naked, yes. <laughs> naked, <laughs> ankles out. Exactly. Exactly. No, no lotion. <laughs> exactly. Having ash attacks all over the place. Absolutely. <laughs> But, yes. uh, Mom, thank you for joining the show. Uh, not only, Obviously, this means a lot to me, but I know that you've been through a lot of things in your life, um, and you've experienced a lot of different... Uh, you, you, you've explored a lot of different avenues in your life, and because of those, obviously, they've made you the person you are today, but they've given you a lot of insight, which I think you've definitely shared with myself and my sister's and you know other people who are close to us. So first and foremost, thank you for that. Because without yep. you, you know, you're obviously you're part of the reason I'm here much more than just, you know, from, from conception. Birthing that baby. Right, right exactly. You know, <laughs> or the cut open or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, exactly. Right. But uh, you know what? We since we did parenting the last two episodes, I want to start on that. Uh, okay. How as a parent, how. I don't want to say difficult, but how different was it to have your children so far apart from each other? 
Um, well, it was an experience because you, you, you know, you don't think I wanted four children two years apart. Mm. Did not happen. Um, so the differences in age gave me a little different perspective. But I think the the one thing that I learned most about parenting is how much different and how much alike I became like my parents. And I think that's something as parents, you know, there's that commercial that once you buy a home, you become your parent kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think as as parents, as a parent, I learned there were things that my parent did, specifically my mother did, that I said I would never do to my children. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't. And there were things that my parents did that I didn't understand. But once I became a parent, those those things became valid. Yeah. Uh, or or I understood their reasoning, even though at the time they didn't express their reasoning, but I understood their reasoning. Um, having children so far apart, you have that, you know, I, I had your, your sister first and it was... Um, I was young and, and, you know, it was a good experience because thank God I, I, I think I was a good mother, but by the time you came along, you know, pretty much I was tired. I was like, let that boy do whatever he wants to do. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. And this you is know, why, oh, just, he's, he's just, eating dirt. Oh, right? that's all right. It's good for him. He got some protein. Let we, him go. He'll we were be just fine. saying you this know? off air. Like, this is why my sister says the thing she says about me for that exact reason right there, which we won't say on air. Uh, right. Exactly. So, <laughs> So, I mean, but, but no, I think, I think what happens, you, 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 your, 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 your patience changed a little bit once you have children so far apart. Yeah. So the things that maybe I would never have let your sister do, I kind of went, eh, and let you do, mm. you know, because I knew what the end results would be, right. you know, cause I, I could see that far down the road. Um, um, but having children far apart, you went from being a sibling to then being an only child because your sister's off at school and it's just you. So yeah. then you be, kind of became that only child and it was it was a little bit different at that point. Mm-hmm. So I think that that um as a, from a parenting p- perspective, you have to adjust because with those years in between, you have to adjust because things change. Right. Um um when your sister was in high school, there were certain things I would feel comfortable letting her do. But by the time you got into high school, those things became something I wouldn't let you do Um, because society had changed. Roles had changed. Governments have changed. You know, it was just that kind of of thing. And, um, you know, all we can do as parents is do the very best we can. Right. Um, We have to keep our ears open. We have to keep keep communication open. Um, I remember uh as a when you were little i remember us sitting watching tv and we were watching some ratchet show might have been jerry spring or something Mm -hmm. crazy like that and it was a situation that was on and i remember looking at you and saying kyle what what do you think about that and you might have been maybe 10 but your response was very important to me because I wanted to find out what where your mindset was. And since it was a casual, not, you know, we weren't in some deep discussion, you actually told me how you felt about 
you know, whatever it was, the man fighting a woman or the two women fighting or whatever it was. I can't remember. Like I said, it was Ratchet TV. It was Jerry Springer. <laughs> but that was important because as a parent, you want to keep those lines of communication open so your children will talk to you so that you can know exactly where where their thought patterns are and know where you need to intervene as a parent and maybe break things down and explain things more thoroughly or whatever. So pretty yeah. much that wraps up parenting yeah. and I'm done now and I'm finished. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Mom. <laughs> no, but I, I, I tell you, this is, this is super interesting for me because it's so many accomplishments that you have that Kyle was telling me about breaking it down from, from the black belts to, to, to being involved in, and the mo- motorcycles and uh, the bike clubs and the, the awards you've won and the giving back you've done, man, I was trying to come up with a good question because I was so interested in the whole biker side of, mm-hmm. of you. It's like, what made you get into motorcycles? What, what was the was it a passion? Was it something that you always wanted to do? And how did you get your first start into the motorcycle world? Okay, um, interesting story, and I'll try to make it quick. My youngest brother, um, at the time, was maybe. Hmm, Maybe 14, 17, 18, maybe, maybe, maybe 14, 15. But anyway, long, long time um, we lived, yeah, um, on, on our block, one of the kids on the block got a mini bike and he was riding this mini bike up and down the street. And, um, oh, first we got to go back a little bit. I'm the only girl. I have brothers. I'm the only girl. So therefore I pretty much did what my brothers did. And I was a daddy's girl. So if my father was under the car, I was under the car. If my father was fixing a faucet because my father was a plumber. I was fixing a faucet. If my father was hunting, I was hunting. If my father was fishing, I was fishing. Um, so I was a true daddy's girl. So rather than me being in the house cooking with my mother, which I did learn to cook because well, my father cooked, I, um, you know, I, I'd rather be out cutting the grass with my dad, cutting down the tree, you know, so, or working on a car, you know, changing the tire, fixing the, you know, putting brakes on, whatever. So, um, when my brother, my oldest brother got on this mini bike, he, he, uh, lost control and ran straight up the neighbor's tree was hilarious. <laughs> was hilarious. He didn't get hurt, but it was hilarious. So at that point, my oldest brother got the bug about, um, riding motorcycles. So he went out and bought a motorcycle. Well, whatever my older brother did, I did. So he got this motorcycle and he brought it home. He was riding in the neighborhood. You know, he was getting his skill level down. And then one day he said, hey, you want to learn how to ride? I said, sure. He put the bike back then. Bikes had center stands so you could stand the bike up. So both wheels were off the ground. Mm -hmm. So he put the bike on the center stand and he sat me on it and I could always, I could, by that time I I was already able to drive a stick shift. So he said, you know, this is the clutch, this is the brake, this is, you know, it's one down, four up. Um, You know, you squeeze in the brake, you let it out a little bit, give a little gas and you know, when you shift it, you go and blah, blah, blah. And he ran through and I ran through it on the center stand. Well, he put the bike off the center stand. He said, go ahead down the block. And I've been riding ever since. Wow. Wow. And, um, it became, I was one of three women in all of New York back then that rode a motorcycle. Wow. Um, my best friend, Sandy, who has now passed on in Foxy, and I don't know what happened to Foxy. She moved out of state a long time ago, and I really don't know what happened to her. But it was just us riding. Um, male-dominated, male-dominated 
um, sport, which is what I'm used to being around because I was always used to playing football with the guys or or or, or playing ball with them because I could I, I had hoops too, you know. So I was always doing something that was more male oriented. So I was very comfortable in the setting. Um, what the challenge for me was was just that I was that female. So, you know, I pull up in the, on a bike and the guys would kind of look like, oh, you know, um, um, I had to establish myself as a biker and not a biker's chick because mm-hmm. um, I don't want to use profanity, but not a biker's chick. I was a biker. So that was a bigger thing too to establish what I did. But I had a brother and um actually it's got kyle's godfather my brother introduced me to kyle's godfather and kyle's godfather and i rode around all around and before i got into the motorcycle club scene i rode around maybe two three years just grant and i we would ride everywhere go everywhere together because he was smart enough to say i want to make sure she has the skill level before she gets around some of these guys some who were great bikers and some that were cool and some that were idiots and just wanted to make sure that I knew how to handle myself. Mm. And um, and now Grant never said, you know, oh, you turn right, turn left. But he was just kind of watching me, you know, to see if I did certain safety things. If I looked over my shoulder, if I changed lanes, if I did this, I did that. Um, and um, I, I did establish myself as a premier motorcyclist in New York. And I could ride with the best of them and hang with the best of them. Um um, I even drag raced for a little while motorcycles and I had a friend who, who was really into drag racing and he had a, and, and, um, he, I used to go to the track with him. Um, but then I found out about taking a corner and once I found out about a curve, it was all she wrote. Um, that was the thing that I liked to do. And I did do a little bit of road racing, some CCS road racing, did a lot of track days, um, to improve my skill. Cause just like anything we do in life, if you don't, continue to do it and work on getting it better, it doesn't get any better. So you have to, anything you do in your life, you have to continuously have your mind open to learn new things or learn how the technology changes or learn how the system changes and be aware of it and always be open to make yourself better. Yeah, And that's what I did. Yeah. So, um, journey, amazing story. Yeah. Then I got involved in the motorcycle community with motorcycle clubs and stuff like that. I was the only female in an all male club, which I guess that don't make it a male club anymore. But anyway, um, for 15 years. Wow. And I think we got to put this aside for for a quick second. <laughs> I want everybody to get to because you see we watch TV. Everybody does. Lots. Right? I'm a big Sons of Anarchy fan. Uh-huh. I haven't watched any, okay. any episodes. Can we? Can we? Can we? Uh, I know a lot of people are gonna hear this episode. It's like, oh my goodness, Kyle's Bi- mom was Bi- a biker, biker gang. gang. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. yeah. She's okay, cut. so She's all right, so bugging out. I'll what? break that down. Um, motorcycle gangs um, are called one percenters because mm. there are such a thing as motorcycle gangs. There are gangs like Son of Sons of Anarchy, but of mm. course, you know, you have to go with the license that they did with that to make it a little more dramatic than it really is. But um, there are motorcycle gangs, black and white motorcycle gangs. And all of, um, of all shades. But yeah, but I'm just particularly, usually the yeah. black or white one. There's a couple of Hispanic, all Hispanic motorcycle gang, gangs. 
Um, actually, there's one big one in New York, and those my those my heart, those my peoples. But anyway, um, but what happens is that we call them one percent, one percenters, because they are truly one percent of the motorcycle population. That's beautiful. That's why they're called one percenters. They are not your average person that rides around with colors on their back, with, right. with, you know, with a vest on. They're not. They are that 1%. And, you know, just like, unfortunately, with a lot of things in this world, you know, you, you unfortunately, now a lot of people associate if you're black and you, if you're a black male with locks in your hair and, you know, you used to be with a Carhartt coat, you're a criminal. Mm-hmm. You know, or so unfortunately, people do associate the 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 many with the acts of the few. And um, but ninety nine percent of us are not that hellion razors, you know, burnouts, you know, mm. going into bars, stomping people out, shooting each other, fighting over turf people. We're not. We're doctors. We're lawyers. We're educators. We're, we're, um, we're, we're sanitation workers. We're transit workers. Matter of fact, there was a club in New York called the Transit Wheelers. They were all bus drivers and subway people. So we, we, we cover the whole spectrum. There's a motorcycle event here every March called, called it's bike week. It's been going on. I've been going every year since 85 no no don't tell that lie 83 is when i started going mm. okay and when you go there there's doctors because i worked in hospital kyle mentioned that that was my that's how i became who i was um um but i worked in a hospital and the doctors there would start growing their beards like in january so by <laughs> march they'd have this great big beard so they look like biker to come down to Daytona, you know, so, um, and, but down here, there's everybody, all kinds of bikers. So I like to dispel that myth, myth to your listeners that understand that that biker gang mentality is 1% of the population. Thank you. Because I I knew I, I said I needed to clear the air. Yeah. You know, Kyle laughs at me when I do these things. No, I want to put it out there. It's not what not everything you guys see on TV. That's not how it is. Okay. No, for sure. Right. I mean, that's like that's like saying anything in New York. You know what I mean? Everybody has a yeah. stigma about New York and all of that. But you, you only right really that it's a dark, it dreary thing, and you can right. walk down a dark alley and get mugged. Yeah, like it's not right. Gotham City. Don't, you know what but I mean? They believe right. it's Gotham, exactly. but they do. Yeah, like, we so, don't have Batman. He's he's not here. Or we do, <laughs> but he's not. You know, a hero. He's he's asking for pictures. Um, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, next and, Times Square, right, yeah, next right. to Elmo and Elsa, and and, exactly. and, and <laughs> so. monster, because you can't give them their real names. You know, it's not safe. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy. I'm happy y'all mentioned that. Um, to switch topics a little bit, so you're, you know, I, I I will tell anybody you're one of my best friends. Um, we talk about a lot of different things, both in my life, your life, things that we've seen, things we've heard, things we've spoken or of, uh, gone through. Um, and you and I had a deep conversation uh, a couple, a few weeks ago while I was, you know, going through stuff mentally. So my question to you is who or what are some of your inspirations when you face adversity? How do you, how do you, who helped build that? And, and how do you, what happens when you see that wall in front of you? Okay, well, first of all, my birthday's May 3rd. I'm a hard-headed Torian. 
Okay, so that should answer. The oh, question. wait, real quick. Sorry, <laughs> just to just to just to fix that because last week I got I got uh, yelled at because I said that y'all that you and and. <laughs> you and Tiffany are three days apart when in actuality you are 10 days apart. <laughs> you right. are the third, she's the 13th. I want to clear that up so that I don't get yelled at for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so. Um, I got two tourists in my but, life. But to be honest, with, to be perfectly honest with you, um, um, I have people that. I admired as far as their strength and their ability to facilitate things and get things done. And one of those was your grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, Your grandmother, honey, would get it done, okay? No matter what it was, she could get it done. Um, But your grandmother got it done because your grandfather and her were married for 47 years before he passed away. Mm But they had a love that was so strong, it was amazing. And granddad, um, who only had a sixth grade education, um, relied on her to do a lot of things. Um, Actually, he relied on us to do a lot of things, which I didn't realize, again, that was something that you realize when you grow up. But um, she was the strength. Um, um, Your grandfather was always a provider because he worked all the time, he always worked, but grandma was that that strength. So I pulled a lot from her, but I also have a, I have a strong faith and you know that Kyle, I have yeah. a really strong faith in God. And a lot of times that's what I have to do. I just have to understand where my faith is and trust. It's, it's, it's one thing to believe. There's a lot of us to go, oh, we believe in God, or you may you may not believe in God, but you kind of know he exists, but you're not really sure. And, right, right. and and I don't knock anybody that has those kind of feelings, but trust me, I know how my faith lies, and my faith goes from not only being faithful, but to trust. Yeah. So when, when things get really bad, I do have, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that I do have people that I can find in because that's important. When you are going through something, you need to have an outlet to talk to. And whether that person is a professional or whether that person is a relative or a a minister or whoever, you need to be able to, to, to talk to that person without them going, oh, you think that was bad? Well, let me tell you what I went through last week. Listen, it doesn't matter what you went through last week because what I'm going through is a crisis right now. <laughs> so I think that's something that that we lose. That's why we need to get rid of that stigma that's among especially people of color about seeking help. Because, you know, when you tell when you tell a black person that or a Hispanic person that they need, you know, maybe you should get therapy. I ain't crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Nobody said you're crazy. Nobody says they're going to put you on meds. We just say that you need for someone who is non-biased, who's not partial, to listen and maybe give you some direction or maybe, you know, to, to just listen to you and maybe say, hey, maybe you just need to write a diary. Maybe you start to need doing these things that are that help you get through a certain situation. So, um where where do I get, gather my strength from? I gather my strength from God. I love that. I love that. Um, and 
anybody that knows me knows I'm a very spiritual person myself, so I, I do I do take that to heart. Um, and to have that to have that spirit always with you and always have that faith that he'll find a way. No matter what you're going through, mm-hmm. he's gonna find a way. What? Boy, you ain't never lie. Man, and um and I tell you just things that have happened to me is crazy stuff. Like um I I'm a flight attendant now. Um and I've been been in a situation where I'm just talking, we just talking, not not anything specific, and somebody will say something that'll be right on point to what I'm going through. And I know that 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 message is not from that person; it's from a higher a higher being. And it's been and it's happened to me. And it's when it's happened, it's just been like affirmation for me, you know that 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 there is this higher power that God does exist and He's alive and well, and and handling this business and we all need to handle lives. So it's 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 crazy. Um, um, I, I've I've had some things happen, and Kyle knows we lost my brother, my baby brother, in um, 2019, November 10th, 2019, November 10th, 2020. I was hit head on by a drunk driver. Yep. Okay. Um, still around to tell about it, so we know what the results of that was. But the fact remains that that day I went to work, and that day I ran. My brother's name was Tim, Dr. Timothy George, and during the course of that day. I ran into three people whose name was Timothy mm-hmm. was crazy. Okay. From a pilot on my plane to the young man who helped me get out of my car to the police officer that came to the hospital were all named Timothy. Mm. So that was just God letting me know that he was letting my brother be my guardian angel. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we've, we've, you know, it's uh, I'm gonna get off that bandwagon, but I'm gonna tell you, it's it's uh, it's 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 real. He's real. He's real. That's uh, that's I think that's a perfect place to leave it. He's real, and hey, if you don't believe, mm-hmm. just you'll see, you'll see. Mm-hmm. Just keep oh, living yeah. life. You'll see. Yep. No, but okay. It's some great, some great things that that you have accomplished. Um, on a on the bike side of things. Diving into the 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 mental side of things and being a mixed martial artist takes a whole lot of mental toughness. Yes, the hell it does. And just hearing that you have well, how much was it? Five? She's a fifth degree black belt. Oh. I'm a second. My oh. sister is a third. Oh, right? She's a third or a fourth? She's a third. Third. Third, yeah. yeah. Um Oh my goodness. My dad and my other sister were in it at one point. Yeah, bro. Oh yeah, I, it's the whole family, like, <laughs> the whole the whole clan. That's it. I'm not messing with y'all. This is this is it. I told I already told you the, the highest kick I can Wicks. get is the ankle, bro. Like, <laughs> hey, but, but listen, but listen, I, I'm 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 down to fight any little person that I find because I can still <laughs> kick them in the head. Okay, <laughs> yo, she's not really looking to fight one, people. We're just saying people, you, you know? <laughs> right? But, but you know, at the it's so hard to be. I, I see a lot of these people that come around that when I was younger, man, I'm going to karate. Yeah, I'm going here. I'm like, okay, cool, man. That's great. Uh, I'm, I'm playing football. It, but I see the difference between those guys and my guys. They're, right. they're disciplined, their manners, the the 
it's I was like, oh, these y'all like y'all like brainwashing them over there in the, in the dojo when they doing to them, and but, it's not that. It's just a right. t- a mental discipline, and it's just right. a discipline that they teach you, and that follows you for the rest of your life. Yeah, and and, it, and, and it's I, it's it calmed me down because I was always a little hothead, ever since I was a little kid. My my brothers never fought; I fought, and we fight for my brothers, and 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 one was older. But you know, I mean, I was just that. That was just me. I had a temper, and that was that. Um, I get that. I um, get that. The martial arts it get, it gives you discipline, um, but it also gives you respect. Mm. Uh, my martial my martial arts instructor, who we lost a year ago, yeah. um, was not only my instructor; he's my best friend. Um, um, I used to train. <laughs> I used to train sometimes six days a week mm-hmm. um yep. some days six days a week but definitely five days a week yeah you know um whether it was the regular classes or we had weapons class or we had but my martial arts instructor Thank was you. unique in the fact that he made us family yeah it wasn't really you just came into the school you bowed you did this you did that and then you left I mean, we would all go out to dinner together. We spent holidays together. Mother's Day, because when I was training, there was he had um, three other women that he had had been with him over 20 years by the time I started with him. And um, yeah, just about 20 years. And well, one was 20 and the other was maybe 16. Yeah. And then um, then when my daughter and I started, like we were the only two women in, 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 in the coon, which is kung fu we don't use dojo but anyway for lack of conversation in 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 the school so um um but he used to take us out like mother's day he would come and and, hey let's go out to dinner and he would take me out to dinner and and um you know along with his wife and and i mean we would it was just a family we all sat at his house um you know we went by his house on the holidays or you know um it was just a true family and that respect and that love um and 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 he taught us i mean we used to do things that people wouldn't think of we would go to eat in a restaurant and nobody would eat before he eat he ate nobody drank anything before he drank yep. now people go oh that's crazy no it's a level of respect it's a level of respect exactly you know, it's a level of respect. Even when you, you were came hungry in, or thirsty, didn't matter. It was out of didn't respect. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Now, sometimes he'd be running off at the giblets and you'd have to say, sir, uh, yep. uh, would you like to take a <laughs> sip of water? You know, yeah. so so then it could start. Or sometimes he would go, oh, go ahead. But it was still that respect. Listen, there have been people that have forgot and literally spit stuff out. It was oh, hilarious. Yeah. I've done you it. Know? I've done it. So, yeah, Even as forgot a kid, and spit like, stuff out. So, yep. I mean, not swallow it, spit it out. Right. So, I mean, it was just that, that, <laughs> that was the way we, we learned. And, and I tell you what, um, um, I never understood people being addiction. Um, I knew people that were strung out on, on, on crack or, or heroin or cocaine or whatever. Of course I knew them. Um, I grew up in bed but, um, when I tell you, I didn't really know what an addiction was until I became a martial artist. I was addicted. It was like somebody was sticking a needle in my vein. If I didn't go, I felt miserable. If I didn't go, I was pacing the floor. If I couldn't make class, I was like, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, There was times 
I wouldn't go to work because I knew my instructor was going to do a class during that day and I couldn't get home in time. You know, it was just crazy because it was really, an, uh, it was like being addicted to a drug, you know? And I turned my martial arts instructor and some of the guys there on to motorcycling. Mm-hmm. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was kind of crazy. It's something cool you know? to speak, just speaking about what, what he's done when it comes to our mental health. Even the kids, you know, even yes. even for us, you know, he would in in his office. We the kids would go over to his house. We would go in his mm-hmm. office and play Tekken, or play Virtual Fighter, or and do things like that. And the way something I always remembered is that the way that he played those games, and he always told us that he played them as if he was actually the character, not mm-hmm. because of a fantasy aspect of it, but because the man fights. So he sees it. Like, he's the actual warrior, and that's why he didn't lose, or at least he didn't lose often. Um, and that played a lot into how how we grew up. And like I said, and or like my mom said, you know, just just the camaraderie between all of us. And it didn't. And and what what was cool is when she says a family, it wasn't like the adults were one way and the kids were the other. No, we were a family. Like it was all of us. And like we all went to tournaments together, we all went out of state tournaments together. We did a lot together. So coming so, home with trophies sticking out the window, out of the, the car, windows, yep, six foot trophies wouldn't trunks, fit in the car. Trying to because they would the trophies are too big. It would do yeah, too oh much. Why, why? Just give me a medal. <laughs> like, come on, Hilarious. smaller dog. Um, but yeah, so martial arts did did a lot, and and you know once again this is speaking from experience, seeing how my family is and how other people are. So, you know, that's something that, that I think, you know, we we tend to take for granted. You know, some of the experiences that we, we've experienced at younger ages, sometimes we tend to forget that we've even experienced. And, mm-hmm. and you know, when, when he passed, it all came rushing back kind of thing. You know, just like I, I told you about the opportunity here. You know, so, so you know, but shouts out. You know, we miss you. Um, something, something I was interested in was. You. <laughs> so <laughs> you've been a business owner. You have been. You've worked for the man. No, um, <laughs> no, but I'm still working for the man. Still working now, for man. the man. But still you, working for the man. You've been a flight attendant. You've been a liaison for both Kawasaki and uh, Victory. Um, two motorcycle brands, if you don't know. Hospital administrator. Right, hospital administrator. I mean, yeah. you, you've done so much. And, you know, and I, it's so funny. I was speaking to somebody about kind of my my job career look and how is it, it it has looked. And I've done so much, so many different things, so many different hats. Um, what about having all of these experiences? How has that made you a stronger person mentally? Um, wisdom. You learn from everything that you do and you have to take that forward. Um, what I've learned in the hospital, um, from being, a um, um, an x-ray tech, you know, I was an EMT in Philadelphia and all those things. Um, actually I was a PA, but, but a paramedic, but all, all those things transitioning to, um, um, my experience as a, a biker, if somebody got hurt when we were riding, um, my experience as a motorcyclist to understand 
um, not only how to ride a motorcycle, but the science of riding motorcycles. And because once you get past a certain level, you you gotta get into why that bike can lean at thirty degrees and not tip over. Mm-hmm. From 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 becoming from being able to organize motorcyclists who cares because there were people with hearts because I sat in front of the TV and cried when I saw what was going on with Katrina and said we got to do something and being able to to get church groups and and bikers and and business owners all together to help um that was a learning experience to to apply for a five hundred one c three to become a a um, FEMA liaison, um, a, a VOLAG, a volunteer liaison with FEMA, to to all the things that we've done, to being able to sit on this board with with all of these these white folk. I'm gonna call it what it is. All of these white folks, some of which are those um, sons of anarchy people that we talk about. Um, and all be in the same room together fighting for motorcycle rights. Um, To be able to, uh, it's experience and what it does for you. Anything you do, anything I've done that was incorrect, and trust me, I ain't nobody perfect, okay? I never regretted it. I always chalked it up as a learning experience because it's not if you make a mistake, it's not if you do something, it's when you, keep repeating those mistakes, that means there's something wrong. You have to take it as a learning experience and move forward and know how to grow from that. So all the things that I've been through to the point I am now, it it made me a person that, that understands certain things. I'm a homeowner. I don't do anything in my house unless I get three quotes. Well, that three quotes comes from being an administrator. It has nothing to do with, you know, anything else. It's just that that's that business aspect of it, you know, and being a business owner and know what it is to have to worry about payrolls and salaries and and becoming close to the people that work for you and and caring about what's going on with them and and um, and being able to manage and being able to to deal with the public and to be able to be a quick problem solver on the spot, all that kind of thing is just knowledge based that you got to take forward. And like I said, you know, Kyle, your mother is a person that I continually learn. I will talk, I listen, I talked to my grandbaby and I learned stuff. Yeah. She came here and visited me. I found now I know who Elsa is and Anna. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I know about the descendants and who they are. I had no idea. Yep. I had, you know, I mean, I, I love Encanto now. I'm going around the airplane <laughs> singing a song, you know. So um it just it just you you cannot can never close your mind, but you also have to take those experiences in order to grow and to mature and to be a better person. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about experiences, right? You 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 get the you get the knowledge as you go along and as long as you keep an open mind growth yeah. will happen you know and that's it just kind of itself i like to call it the self-explanatory that was never explained to you yeah, um, yeah. And it, it, i know it sounds kind of weird but it's things that you that's it it speaks for itself but nobody right. ever tells you this right until you go through the motions and start to figure it out for yourself and some people try to give you a hint try to nudge you along but going through what you went through out of your entire life you you had people that was around you you had family you had friends 
you still have family. You still have people around. You still have friends. And you were still able to level up every time. Try to figure out know, how can I improve right. this? How can I go to the next level here? And that, that does equate to your mental toughness and, your, and the discipline. But that that was just that was just one step. Right. That right. was able to be a trampoline to propel you to the next level every single yeah. time. So that's amazing to me. It's but you amazing. cannot and and you cannot let we all have the right. Okay, here's where I am now. Everybody, we're human beings. Everybody has the right has the right to be down. Yes. We all have things that just make us, you know, put us in a headspace. Okay, a, maybe not a good headspace, maybe not a, you know, not a suicidal headspace. We're going to hope and pray, but it puts you in a down mood. You know, we all have those days where I don't even want to get out of bed. Yeah. Okay. But here's where I came from. I came from a place where, where there were times I was really bad and I didn't want to get out the bed and I made stay in the bed two, three days because I was just so mentally overwrought with what was going on or the situation at the time and I felt like there was no way out and and I just needed that time to kind of give myself a mental break wasn't sleeping because you can't turn your brain off you know that whole kind of the whole concept but I went from no girl you can't do that I went from maybe having having feeling that way for maybe a week down to three days down to two days Mm -hmm. And now I'm at 24 hours. So if I get up feeling some kind of way, I say, you know what, Sharon, you have the right to feel this way, but you got 24 hours, sister girl. Right. And at the end of that 24 hours, you're going to snap out of this because you have to make, you have to, things you got to do, decisions you have to make, and you have to go on. And it's not just for you. And I live alone. It's not just for you. It's for your children. It's for that grandbaby that you love that you're so crazy about. It's for those friends of yours that rely on you. But I also learned, and this is something we have to learn, even if you have friends and family, sometimes we can't take on the burdens that they won't take on themselves. And sometimes we have to stop doing that because I know a lot of us take on burdens we're so worried about this person. Oh my God, I'm so worried about her. Oh my God, I'm so worried about him. And you know what? Meanwhile, that person at the club. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's right. They're not worried about themselves. That's right. So sometimes we have to say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, watch over them because I'm going to give that burden to you because I can't carry their burden mm-hmm. when they're not carrying themselves. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the hardest thing to do, especially when it's with your children. It's very hard to do, but sometimes you have to do that. I'm fortunate. I have two wonderful children. I love them to death. They grew up to be great people. I'm proud of, of both of them. And and I'm fortunate because I sit on a jump seat with flight attendants that talk about whoo, some of it and pilots. These men make three, four hundred dollars an hour. And when they talk about their families, I'm like, ooh. Right, like, okay. you're, fl- like, like you're flying to get away. You're not, mm-hmm. it's not just like, like yeah, right. and it's just Using like, it as an you know what? You raise these children with with so much more than what I could get, than what I could give my children. And, and, and your kids are screwed up. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying all of them. I'm saying, but you know, you, the thing is, is that we have to remember that as people that, that we always have to strive to be better, 
We always we can't take on people's burdens. Mm-hmm. We can be there for them, listen, assist them, direct them to maybe someone that can help them a little bit better. But we have to be very cognizant of our own mental being and what that will do to ourselves if we continue to take on their burdens. Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 I'm trying, it's everything in my being right now to hold back and like just I know I know we me and Kyle always discuss was like, don't let's not go too religious heavy, but there's so <laughs> many things I want to say. But I'm just trying to I'm gonna hold back. I'm gonna hold back. Fun question for you. I know you're I know you're a rider. You you what what bike are you riding now? And how how do you like it? Okay, well, right now, I don't have a bike. I got rid of my bike. Well, okay, long story. Anyway, but anyway, right now, I'm not riding right now. Um, My issue is, now my issue is, um, I don't know what I want. Okay. I always rode a a sport bike. Okay. Okay, I I was a liaison for Victory, so I had a Victory, uh, which is a cruiser, um, like a, looks like a Harley, and I had... And I had a sport bike, okay, because I'm, hence, Lady Ninja, Kawasaki Ninja, blah, 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 okay, so. Um, but now I'm at the age where I don't know if I want another sport bike or whether I want a cruiser. So I'm kind of at that, yeah. Now, unfortunately, financially, if I had it like that, I'd have both. So when I feel like wicking it up a little bit, I'll jump on a sport bike. Right. And then, you know, when I want to be Miss Cool, laid back, whatever, I have to cruise it. So right now, but I am planning, and um, I just talked to some friends of mine, and we're planning a trip to Alaska. Mm-hmm. So um, um, either, if not next June, it will be the June after that one. But y'all, we're going to go up to the month of June. Y'all are going to ride so, to Alaska? Yes. That's cool. Oh, there you go. Yeah, me, Anthony, um, and and some of the old guys from around the way are going to ride, too. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, just realize this. It might be June, but she's going from 102-degree weather. <laughs> no, mid- but you know, right. But, 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 it's but that's why we're going in, in June, because yeah. June's the best time to ride up in Alaska. Right. Mm. So now I'm thinking about getting a gold wing, because if I'm going to ride to Alaska, yeah, right, I need something that got... Yeah, heated seats, heated yeah. grips, heated, yes. you know, it's reverse. You know, it's like 50, 53 speakers out the out the trunk. There you there uh, you go. So I could go 100 miles an hour sipping on a Snapple listening to Al Green. I'm so in love with you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. Yeah, That's amazing. man. She's Well, you, what was your last bike then? My my last bike was a Kawasaki ZX14. Okay. Um, fastest production motorcycle ever made. Top on my motorcycle, my top end was 223 miles an hour. When it yeah, was it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh yeah. man! Well, look. First and foremost, thank you, mom, for joining us. We appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. Uh, You're welcome. I think I think your statements has given some people a little bit of insight on me. But um, but yeah. Once again, thank you. Uh, please tell everybody where they could find you on your socials. Hee <laughs> um, uh, I think it's Sharon Lady Ninja Can't Sell on Facebook. Instagram is, um, mm-hmm. um <laughs> hold on, I'll tell you one second. 
um, you know, everything's linked together now. So yeah, you don't have to I know. remember anything anymore. <laughs> it's like horrible, like phone numbers. Nobody knows any phone numbers anymore. Nope. Um, um, on, on Instagram, I'm the, tr the true lady ninja. And on Twitter, I think, um, lady ninja. No, I'm true lady ninja on Twitter as well. So, um, hit me up. If you can't find any of those, go back to Facebook and, um, and, um, I'm here for any, I'm, I'm here. I'm a great resource. Um, I'm also, for those of you that are maybe a little older checking out the show, I, I'm an old club head, so I can still hustle. Oh, I'm a ballroom dancer too now, oh, but yeah, I can still hustle and she's I'm still into it. club music. So well, there we go. We're going to have you back. Uh, we we got to talk ballroom dancing. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Told, I, was I, like, I, almost forgot, I almost forgot about that. Darn it. I was like, she won awards in that too. Come on now. She, I mean, she yeah. has won awards for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so we got to bring it up. Like, we got to yeah. talk about it. But definitely, thank you so much. So much. Maybe for you're very welcome. Maybe we're making exclusive. We're making an exclusive. And we'll do that. We'll do yeah. that within the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But thank you again, Ma. Love you. You're the best. Love you. Um, Love you. You guys, um, I'm so proud of both of you. Um, I I want you to continue talking about this issue because the more we can talk about how we can make ourselves better mentally, the stronger the stronger we'll be. So love you guys. Take care. Love you. Take care. Uh, Rod, why don't you tell them uh, where they can find you, bro? Oh, or man. You want to say something before that? My bad. Oh, no. I just want to say I want to spread love to everybody. Oh, yeah. Love you. For Thank sure. you so much. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited. Uh, we got to talk motorcycles. I got to talk every day. All, I got all my questions answered. Yeah. Man, I get you. I'm, I'm like a little kid. <laughs> like like kid yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, but it was so exciting because, uh, you know, hey, there's, I wanted to block, kill some myths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah. to ask, what is it really like being? I'm not a part of that life. Yeah. I never never knew I was a part of that life. Well, I knew a couple of guys, but right. never were really close to me. So I got my answers answered today. So I was Good. really excited. Good. But guys. Great. You can find me on Instagram at Rod underscore Rod underscore Binks. You can find me also on Twitter at Rod Rod Binks. And you can find me and my wrestling podcast, Behind the Barricades, on Facebook. Behind the Barricades 1 on Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah. And you can find me, uh, K Marvel or Kyle George, at Mr. Marvel 87, both on Instagram and Twitter. You can find the Four Corners of Commentary, which is my wrestling podcast with my four brothers. On uh, Twitter, it's at CO Commentary. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, it's at The Council of Commentary. And Instagram, it's just it's just at Council of Commentary. Did I do that wrong? I probably. Oh, I'm sorry. At TikTok, on TikTok, it's at Council of Commentary. You can find oh, a different. Got about your TikTok. Oh God. Um, you can uh, you can find us a different angle podcast on Podbean on a few of your listening platforms, somewhere like Apple Music and Spotify. You can email us if you want something to be bought up. We are going to do a mailbag episode soon at adapod2023 at gmail.com. And also you can follow our socials. One is on, oh, excuse me. They're both uh, adapod2023, both on Instagram and Twitter. Mom, thank you again. We appreciate you. Love you. And love you. Yeah, go ahead, say it. Sorry. 
Love you more. <laughs> and Rod, tell him. Oh, man. Listen, if you guys are looking for a different angle, we're the guys that give it to you. It's been a different angle, guys. We appreciate you. See you. Listen to us. Follow us. Hear from us next week. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> I'll make them all see that I could be anything I want to be. If you got a dream, then you need persistence and lots of belief. Yeah. Yo, don't take that Negative energy, I replace that I just wanna be me, I don't fake that I just wanna be free, I chase that I got a new obsession It's helping and teaching and giving everyone a lesson It's living and winning and building something that's impressive I don't wanna do the same thing, I wanna be progressive all. Got a lot of dreams that I'm